Wild women, welcome. This is the Femme Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Jack, one half of the Femme Duo. Before you dive into today's episode, I want to give you a heads up. The Femme Podcast is on season number two. You're about to listen to an episode from season one, which was the Spiritual Smackdown podcast where we invited women to rise from rock bottom. So season one is all about the Spiritual Smackdown. Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness. More on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires. The money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting. It's like a little tap on the butt or a huge womp on the booty. A spiritual smackdown is the universe's way of saying, hey, you, it's time for a change. It's time to listen to your intuition. You know, that little voice you've been ignoring. It's time for something bigger, something miraculous. But before you get to experience those highs you got to shift through the lows. Oh, those lows. And those often start at rock bottom. Hey, I'm Rob. And I'm Jack. We're best friends and business partners. We life together, work together, play together. Basically all the things together. And somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. So we're going deep. This podcast is going to connect you with the woman who's been to rock bottom through the exact same thing that scares you the most. We'll address the fears that are keeping you stuck, the heartbreak you've never healed from, the broke ass months. Oh, I remember those. We're giving you all the resources you need to shift your life and business to rise so that you can finally start living a life you're wild about. So welcome to this space, a space to listen to those hard truths and learn from them. A space to connect with women who aren't pretending to have it all figured out. This is a space for women to finally understand and celebrate that rock bottom is often the very place to rise. So go ahead and fill your cup with coffee or wine and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. Wild woman, you've heard us talk about strategic alignment and you're dying to know what it is. It is the most transformational element that we've brought into our business. It has completely shifted everything. These are two words you definitely want to know what they mean and want to know how to implement in your own business. So join us for our next masterclass, How to Sell in Strategic Alignment. This two-hour masterclass is going to teach you exactly how to sell in strategic alignment so that you can deepen your impact and create exponential wealth in your business. You'll learn what it means to sell in strategic alignment and take the first steps to implement this new skill. You'll learn how you're designed to sell based on your human design. It will allow you to magnetize dream clients and start marketing according to your energetic blueprint. You'll also identify ways you're currently selling that are energetically blocking your sales, and I mean literally cock-blocking your own sales. It's time to set the bar higher for yourself and raise your self-worth so you can confidently sell high-level offers with ease in a way that feels good. Join us October 25th for this live masterclass by clicking the link in our show notes. Even if you can't make it live, save your seat. This masterclass is limited to 100 bosses and early bird pricing ends October 17th. 
Hi guys, welcome back to the Spiritual Smackdown podcast for the wild woman ready to rise. Today we are talking all about a hot topic, trust. Trust, that's a big one and this shows up for us all the time with our business clients, with our soul clients, in our own lives, our own stories and we're talking about trust in all areas like trusting in your business, trusting in the universe, trusting yourself, trusting in your relationship, which is obviously a big question I get all the time since sharing, you know, my story within my relationship. And there's so much to dive into. There's so many layers of trust and really being able to sink into trust, especially when things are going sideways. Oh, man, yes. No one needs a lesson in sinking into trust when everything's rainbows and sunshine, right? It's when things start to spiral and things start to feel out of control and the bills start to pile up and your relationship starts to go to shit and your business is crashing. That's when everyone needs that little lesson on how to really sink back into trust, really trust that things are going to work out. So... You're a queen of trust. Let's be honest. I'm a queen of trust. I wasn't always. This is definitely a huge like lesson that I learned, that I continue to learn, that I am tested with. And it has shown up for me in all of the areas that I talked about before. It's shown up in business. It shows up in finances. It's shown up in my relationships. And the biggest thing for me And the biggest thing to really share, and I mean, we're going to dive deeper into this, but just like the two hot things, I think, are knowing that before you can trust, you have to do the healing work. You have to do the healing work around the places that are really hard for you to trust in, to have that faith in, and knowing that trust at the end of it is a choice. Right. Okay. Let's dive into the first point doing the work around the trust issues. What has that looked like for you? And what would you suggest to the woman out there who's like, oh, I just can't trust. I need to stay in control. That healing work is usually around the stories that we've told ourselves. The stories that we've told ourselves about why we can't trust or we bring up these, okay, this happened in the past before. This is where trust was broken. So like, how do I trust again? This is why I think healing work is so important because we start playing these stories. And if we take one experience where maybe we gave trust and that trust was broken, we're going to carry it with us through the rest of our lives. To be honest, like how many people have had trust broken in a relationship and then go and enter their next relationship not trusting? So many, right? Because our natural instinct is to put those walls up. Mm -hmm. put those walls up, put those barriers up. And I think it's also underlying what we feel worthy of. In my marriage, when trust was broken, when my husband had an affair, my thought that I had to really work through and heal is that I thought that I was not worthy of trust. Right. So then doing the healing around that rooted fear, that deep-seated belief is what then allows you to slowly sink back into that trust again. Mm -hmm. It was really like, people don't tell me the truth. I am not 
open to receive the truth. You know, there's all these things of, again, taking this like very personally of where, where trust was broken. And I think it's then healing all of those pieces and all of those stories and asking yourself hard questions, asking yourself hard questions. Like for me within my marriage, I had then had to ask myself if my husband came to me with his truth, his truth that he was unhappy, would I have received it? Would I have been open to hear it? And so for me, that also just aligns with, I think it's the same thought as like vulnerability breeds vulnerability. Trust breeds trust. So are you creating a safe space where you are allowing trust to come in? Are you putting up your own walls and your own barriers, which then is not feeding the truth that you're desiring to hear? Right. So if you can't trust your partner, then they put walls up and feel defensive, feel isolated, feel blocked out. So that forces them to keep their own boundaries up. Mm -hmm. Right. So then there's no trust flowing from either side. And I think like everything else too, it's a mirror. If you're not trusting in your partner, if you're not trusting in your business, if you're not trusting in finances. If you're not trusting, you're actually not trusting in yourself. It's this mirror of you and how you're showing up. I love that so much. That idea that when we can begin to trust in ourselves, that's when we can start to trust in other things. Like, for example, start to trust that we are worthy. You've already touched on this, but a lot of that is trusting that we are worthy of good things. We are worthy of an unconditional loving relationship. We are worthy of friendships that never die, right? We are worthy of all of these good things. And if we never trust that, then we can never receive those things. Oh man, just as you said that, I was like, obviously, you know, the stories that I had told myself before, like I didn't even trust in marriage. I didn't trust in monogamy. I didn't trust And then I was like blindsided when that trust was broken. But I had like these strong beliefs and then got married. Despite those beliefs. Mm -hmm. So let's just recap this a little bit for the listeners who might not know, because I'm not even sure if we've ever really shared this on the podcast. So when I met Jack over a decade ago, she had this belief system around monogamy and marriage And the belief system was that she did not believe in it. (laughs) (laughs) That it did not exist. Right. That it did not exist. I didn't believe in unconditional love. I didn't believe that there was like one person that you were meant to do life with. So the funny thing about this is, I mean, there's a series of ironic happenings. Number one, that yes, you chose to get married without believing in monogamy without changing your belief about monogamy. Like, yeah, let's get married, but I also believe that we're not meant to be together forever. I literally had said to my husband, like, oh, if something like comes up, we'll just tell each other. Yeah, we'll just get divorced. No big deal. Yeah, and I don't even think it came out like that. Like, oh, we'll just get divorced. But we're like, oh, like if it comes up that we're like not happy or we're not fulfilled or we're like sexually attracted to other people, like we'll have a conversation about that. And then there's a decision to be made. It's not like, oh, we'll just get divorced. It's like, oh, we'll bring that to each other. That's trust, right? That's a trust that you guys will promise to be open with each other about whatever comes up. That's a really hard ask for a lot of people. And I think that was also maybe not spoken. That was just what I thought. 
Right. I don't know that it was ever like, again, going back to like, did I create a space that was like safe? Was it safe for Craig to come to me with his truth? Probably not. So here's the thing about getting married, even though you don't believe in monogamy. I actually believe that there are a lot of people out there who get married and don't believe in monogamy, but exactly what you've just said, they have to do the due diligence to create that safe container within their relationship for open communication, for space to be attracted to other people, to have emotional connections with people outside your marriage. So maybe it's not that you didn't believe in marriage, but just that you didn't believe in the same definition of monogamy that Craig did or 98% of other people do, but it's your job to communicate that. And I don't think you did. No. Agreed. Agreed. And I think now that, I mean, the biggest question I get asked and when I was on Jamie Scrimmager's podcast a couple of weeks ago talking about infidelity, she flat out asked me, she's like, how do you trust your husband when he walks out the door? And first I was like, yeah, we've done the healing work around that. And I guess what I mean by that is that now we have those hard conversations. Now I have been very open about how I feel. Now we have had I mean, and we continue to have a lot of hard conversations where I say the things that I'm feeling, where I ask him the questions. We've created a space now that is trusting, that we're able to both share our truths in. And that's like step one is creating that space. But at the end of the day, I also choose to trust. I choose to not live in a place where I'm not trusting because at the end of the day, if I'm going to be sitting here worried and having anxiety every time my husband leaves the house. And I mean, he leaves the house a lot. (laughs) He travels for business like 50% of the time. And that like just really triggers a lot of people. They're like, okay, if he's in Toronto all the time and he's out and he's doing all these things, how can you trust them? One, because I've done the work around it, but also because I choose to. I choose to not live in a place where I'm going to like fear his actions. And I love how simple you make it sound because it really is that it's not easy, but it really is that simple for everybody, right? You either choose to trust or you choose to try and control the situation. Mm -hmm. And although that's not easy, it is a choice. And every time, I mean, was there a time when I didn't trust? Of course, every time I tried to control the situation, things blew the F up in my face. And then all that was showing him was, hey, I'm not trusted. There was always like a fear for him of not being able to trust me. Right, because you would retaliate and just go out and do the same thing. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, again, you're just like breeding this like grounds where there's no trust. And I know that for, again, going back to trust being a mirror, I know that I get to be the torchbearer here. I get to lead the way. By me trusting, it instills trust in him. Yeah. Trust breeds trust. So yeah, in my relationship is where trust comes up a lot for me. But like I've said, there's other areas. And then Rob, like knowing you and your story and your smackdown, trust has come up a lot for you, but more in terms of trusting that there is good. Trusting that there is light at the end of the tunnel. 
Yeah, and I think that this is probably something a lot of our listeners can relate to as well is there's trust between people and then there's a trusting relationship between you and the universe and you and your experiences and the things that are happening to you. And that's definitely been one of my really prevalent lessons throughout life is practicing and deepening that trust in the universe and just trusting that, okay, everything that happens is happening for me. And switching that mindset, you know, as my waves of SmackDowns happened over the years, as they continue to happen, because they never stop people. (laughs) I've now learned to reframe that like, oh my God, why is this happening again? Or why can't I just get better control over my life? Now, rather than seeing things as a terrible smackdown and from this negative lens, I've learned to ask myself the question, why is this happening for me? Why is this showing up for me at this time? What am I supposed to learn from this lesson? And taking myself from the role of the victim, why is this happening to me? Oh my God, life is so hard. This sucks. Transitioning from that role of victim to goddess, like, okay, I'm still in my power. I'm still the same woman I am. Why is this showing up for me? What can I learn from this experience? And really looking at the takeaways from that experience rather than suffering. I was talking to a woman the other week and she said it so beautifully. She's like, I actually now embrace my spiritual smackdowns because I know that they are here to serve me. I know that there is a lesson in it. And she's like, and I really trust the universe has my back. And I know sometimes we hear like these buzz phrases or things and people are like, what does that even really mean? And is that just like something people say? Does the universe really have my back? That's the kind of trust that we're talking about, sinking into that trust that things are happening for you, not to you. And I think the important thing to remember in there is it's not like you just cover up the wound or cover up the smackdown and think like, oh, it's fine. The universe has my back. Oh, I'm bankrupt, but universe has my back. Like, oh, he cheated again. No problem. Universe has my back. It's like, okay, this is rough going. Mm Mm-hmm. This is not how I pictured this to end up. This is not where I desired to be, but I trust that there is something better for me at the end than where I was headed. Yeah, I almost want to like add something into that little mantra there. Like the universe has my back when I show up to do my work. When I show up to do my work, the universe is going to meet me there. Again, this comes back to trust and trusting almost that relationship with ourself. You will never be brave enough to do the work if you don't trust that you are powerful enough, if you don't trust that you're worthy of growth and expansion, if you don't trust that you're worthy of unconditional love. So it's kind of cool, you know, we're talking about trust and we've dove into trust in your marriage. Yeah. And right when you said that there, I was like, oh, ding, ding, ding. Part of my healing journey was getting to a place where I trusted I was worthy of love. Yeah. Even like trusting my heart. Like before, I didn't even think that my heart had the capacity to love at the depths that it does. So like trusting my own heart as well as trusting Craig's heart. Let's just talk about that for a second, because when I say 
trusting yourself. It's funny because a lot of people will have that relationship to self with their mind, right? Like, oh yeah, I trust what my brain says. I trust the next logical step. I trust that I'm doing the right thing. But can you transition that trust to drop it into your heart center? Can you learn to trust your intuitive guidance? Oh man, well, if we're going to drop into trust here... (laughs) This could be a few hours, (laughs) but trusting in, I think that's the big thing too. I really learned how to trust my intuition and to really be able to sink into that place, knowing that I do have an inner guidance system and it was going to always lead me to a place where there was good. And although it might be a rocky road to get there, it might be full of ebbs and flows and hard freaking times and darkness, the trust that... I did have this inner knowing, this inner guidance system. Okay, so question. When you find yourself in a situation where you're moving away from trust and you start to get more in your head, less out of your heart, numbers aren't adding up, you're struggling in relationship, forcing in your business, how do you return to trust? first thing that I do is I ask myself some hard questions. I ask myself how I'm showing up. So in my business, for example, like, okay, am I showing up and am I aligning myself with the outcome that I'm desiring? For an example, if it's like, okay, money is not flowing in, how do I trust that money is going to flow in and that clients are going to be aligned with me? I ask, how am I showing up? Am I showing up in a way that's going to create space for that? It's kind of like the first step. And then I really, when you're like in that place where it just feels like freaking hard to trust when you're like at that last hour, maybe you're in a launch if it's in your business, maybe you're in a launch and you're like, okay, but I'm trusting that these clients are going to come in. I'm trusting that these spots are going to fill, but like the reality is like they're not, or it's looking like it doesn't. It's trusting then that if that doesn't happen, something else is meant for you. I love that. And I love that we use this mantra together, but I am open to this or something better, right? And that little phrase, this or something better, does help you return to trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Big time. Okay. So when you are feeling like you're sinking away from trust, you ask yourself, how am I showing up? Am I showing up as my highest self? Am I acting the way I want to be acting? How does that help you return to trust? I guess it's because I already have this foundation of trust and I already have this belief of the universe will meet me when I show up in my fullest expression of myself. When I do my work, there's no other outcome. Okay, I got it. So when you feel like you're showing up in your best way, that's when you can really sink into that trust that the light, the magic, the abundance, the good things are on their way. Yeah. Okay. So when you are out of alignment, when you're off track, that's when things start to spiral. Oh, it's like clockwork for me. Like things start to spiral and that's when it's really hard to trust because you don't want to look in that mirror. You don't want to look and see how am I showing up. So by asking myself that question, I mean, I ask it all the time in my relationship as well. How am I showing up? Because I know that I can only get what I give. That output equals my input. 
Exactly. So whatever energy you're putting out into the world, whether it's through love in your marriage and relationship, whether it's through service and impact in your business, that's the exact energy that the universe is going to greet you with and meet you with. Mm-hmm. 100% all the time. Yeah. So for me, with that trust in the universe, it's so funny because I have to return to myself also. And, you know, when shit's hitting the fan and things seem to be spiraling, I have to return to myself and say, do I feel worthy of good results? Like, do I know that I'm going to land on my own two feet? Do I feel supported even in the shitstorm? Right? So when things aren't going well, rather than imagining the worst outcome and rather than staying stuck in the feeling of loss, grief, scarcity, lack, again, returning to that idea that something better is on its way, that something good. You don't lose someone and think that someone better is going to come around and fill their place, but you can choose to honor that person, honor that loss, and take the good from it rather than staying stuck in the bad negative feelings. Mm-hmm. When shitty things are happening, when like, because shitty things happen, like we all are going to go through hard shit. My hard shit isn't just like gone and done with like, I know I'm going to go through other hard shit. And knowing that we get through it. But one thing, again, that lets me sink back to trust is knowing like, oh, you had asked the worst that could happen there. Sometimes I let myself go there. Like what's the worst that can happen here? And trusting like, and if that happens, I'm going to be okay. I do this all the time, every single day. So I can share an example. Mm -hmm. So my mom passed away, right guys? You all know that. And the day that she left, she was driving and she drove away and I never saw her again. And this is something that I'm still healing, but every day Dunk walks out of the house to drive to work or to drive to a golf tournament or to drive wherever he's going. If I get that fear, I will feel the inclination to run to the window like that little girl and watch him drive away. Okay. But what I do in order to sink back into trust and relieve myself of that fear. I'm not going to live in fear all day long that he's not going to come back, Mm -hmm. right? That's Mm -hmm. not realistic. No one wants to live in that fear all day. So we need to learn to sink back into that trust to free ourselves of fear and worry, right? So I will take myself to the absolute worst of the worst outcomes. And I know it sounds weird and crazy. But when you take yourself to that place, it becomes less scary, right? If you can just allow yourself to feel it in your body, to experience it for a moment, there's not this aversion to it. It's almost this acceptance and it's empowering to then think like, okay, Again, I can own this fear, I can walk with it, but I can still carry on throughout my day and I can still trust that no matter what happens in this day and the next day, that I'm still on this path and I'm still being supported and at the end of the day, everything is going to be okay. And that ties back into like, again, going back to having the trust when Craig walks out the door every time. For me, it's that I've chosen to trust, but then I also know Like, guys, he could go have another affair next week. Your husband could go have an affair next week, even though he never has, you know? So it's the choice to trust. But then also, I've done this work to know I'm going to be okay. If that happens, 
I'm going to be okay. And there's actually something else meant for me for the next season of my life. Yes, that is trust. That is trust. And that's the feeling I was just trying to explain. Like at the end of the day, are you going to be okay? I used to not think that. I used to think, oh, if my marriage dissolves, like I'm not going to be okay. I'm not going to be able to do this. I'm not going to be able to be a single mom. I'm not going to be able to pay the bills. Like all these like things that I'm not, I'm not going to be okay. And now I trust that I am going to be okay. I mean, I know I am going to be okay, but I do trust in the higher realm. I do trust in a higher purpose that if that's the next piece of our story, that's what it's meant to be for him, for me, for our kids. And I think listening to this and listening to what's sort of come out from both of us in this podcast is that on our own spiritual journeys, we have learned to trust in something outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Learn to trust that we are being supported and that at the end of the day, we can do what we do, we can show up, we can whatever, but we'll never be able to control the outcomes. Mm -mm. We'll never be able to control our husband's affairs, no matter how hard we try. We'll never be able to control the highways and the choices that people make. All we can do is sink deeper and deeper and deeper into that trust that, hey, at the end of the day, no matter how shitty it is, no matter what happens, I am going to be okay. And I think it's sinking into that trust and then again, owning our own choices, Mm -hmm. owning our own choices. And this is not always easy for me. I am not always in this place of trust. There's definitely times where I have to sink back into that trust. There's times where things happen and I go like, that shit crazy where I like have all these thoughts running through my heads and where I find myself in a place that I don't desire to be. And again, so then it's coming back to doing my own work. And I think that that it's a totally unrealistic expectation for people to think that they can live a hundred percent of the time in trust. Mm-hmm. It's like thinking you could live a hundred percent of the time wide awake and not resentful and always happy and all, you know, like mm-hmm. that's t- a totally, I mean, Buddha probably trusted all the time. You know, oh my God, I'm sure. I literally was having this conversation with my husband and my mom the other day. And I was like, yeah, I'm not Buddha. So yeah. Like, of course, this, these things come in for me. Yeah, Avi, you know, and that's not what it's about. But you did touch on something so key there is having that toolkit to return to trust, like Mm -hmm. not letting months go by where the anxiety and overwhelm build up and you've got your literal like organs in a knot because you're so worried and you're living this terrible lifestyle because you just don't trust anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. But rather when you can feel yourself getting out of control, you can feel yourself sinking back into those habits and you have the toolkit to return to that trusting place. And I like how you said those habits too, because again, when this comes up for me, when I am not feeling I'm in a place that's like breeding trust, it's because of things like stories that I've told myself from the past. It's because of things that have happened in the past that are really coming in and playing in my mind. So probably a lot of the subconscious stuff is just now coming to the surface for me. Yeah. And you guys know, I love talking about intentionality and living with this fierce intention and trust is an intention, right? You have to choose intentionally to trust every single day. Otherwise it's so easy to just let it slip away. Let yourself fall back into controlling tendencies and 
controlling habits and lack mentality and scarcity and doubt and fear and all of these things that aren't trust. And what happens when you are really in that place where you just can't find that trust within yourself? Yes, definitely. Because it is hard to access that trust within ourselves sometimes. So what I like to do is to find something tangible outside of myself that I can trust. What's something that you know is going to happen every day? Well, the sun is going to set. The sun is going to rise. The tide will go out. The tide will come back in. You will wake up in the morning. Find something that is so certain that you know and meditate on that thing. Imagine the sun setting. Visualize the sun coming up in the morning. Visualize leaves falling off the trees like there are seasons. Imagine the tide going in and the tide coming out. Visualize the things that you know to be true in your life. You are a human, right? Eckhart Tolle on one of his Oprah Soul Sessions says the only thing we can trust for sure is that we are breathing here right now. I am experiencing this moment. So sink back into that reality that, yeah, I can trust myself because I know these things. Oh, that just made me also think this is, I think, why I choose to trust. I choose to trust in this moment because I do know and I have that belief that like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen three months from now. I don't know what's going to happen three years from now, but I get to choose to trust in the now. Amen to that, soul sister. I choose to trust in the now. If there is one thing you take away from this podcast episode, I hope that it is empowering yourself and making the choice to choose to trust in the now because yeah, just like Jack said, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, right? For better or for worse. But you have the choice to trust right now. And let me tell you, there is a lot more safety and ease and grace and joy in trust than there is in doubt and fear and scarcity and lack. And even when that worst comes, you do have the choice to trust something else is meant for you. There's something else still to come, this or something better. Your soul work, guys, is such a journey, and we hope that by listening to this podcast, you begin to learn and access these powerful pieces and parts of yourself that you have access to at any given moment. You have this choice. You have the power. You have the ability to choose to be the goddess over the victim. You have the ability to choose to trust Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise. And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at ForTheWildFemme so we can give you a shout out. Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang. So come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise.